Blog Talk Radio. For Monday, May 7th, I'm your host, Lisa Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've got another fantastic show for you this evening. I am pleased to bring back Ms. Terry Collins, who is a licensed clinical social worker, and Ms. Teresa Hamilton, CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated, to share with us in this evening's conversation. We will be talk, uh, taking calls later in the show, so if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, that number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. I will also try to take your questions by opening up the chat screen. This evening's program is Part 2, Loving Yourself First. We are going to focus on single ladies tonight and uh, how to tap into the spiritual side of ourselves to bring about good, positive relationships. As I stated last week, the greatest commandment given to us is that we love one another. But in order to fully walk in that, we must, must, must first learn how to love ourselves. I know this conversation is going to be empowering, so let's get started and make the most out of the time we have together this evening. How are you ladies doing this evening? Good. We're doing well. Thank you, Lisa, for having us again. Well, I want to thank you both for coming back and sharing this time with us. I had an overwhelming response to last week's show about relationships And a few ladies that uh, listened wanted to hear more talk on the challenges of being single and how to find, quote, unquote, Mr. Right. So I wanted to answer that call and make this segment all about the challenges that single women are faced with and help shed some light on some areas that will help propel them forward into obtaining better relationships. And both of you ladies are single, although... One is now engaged. Congratulations, Ms. Hamilton. Thank you. <laughs> Terry, you have been single for some time now, but I believe you are um, in a relationship. But you've been single for some time, and, and we've had many discussions on the ups and downs of some of the relationship issues that you have been faced with, and Teresa, the same with you. So, Terry, tell us some of the challenges that uh, you have experienced as a single woman in regards to running into the same type of man that wasn't fulfilling to you? Um, well, first I'd like to say it's, I don't want to say it's about the men. I think it's about what what I found in my evolution in terms of dating is it was about me and mm-hmm me being able to shape the type of man that I wanted, I had to be able to recognize that man first Mm -hmm. um, and then do kind of a weeding out process and not stay stuck with someone who I met who I thought was interesting, um, but being able to recognize whether that person had the qualities that I wanted um, and if it, if, and if they didn't, being able to move move on without fear of being alone again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I finally did was I, I put I really thought about the, the men that I had dated over the years because I'm mm-hmm. sure all women um, have this thing where we say, oh, if only this thing was, if I could put these two guys together, it would be the perfect guy. So what mm-hmm. I did was I looked at the men that I had dated over the years and thought about the qualities in each one that I that that really um, 
gave me energy and that lifted me up and that were fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. And I came up with the rating scale. Right. Well, tell um, us about that rating scale. Okay. The, so I, ha- I really had to do some thinking, and I think this is a part of where we as women go wrong. We don't think about what our needs are first. Write mm-hmm. those things down. I mean, really do a, go through a process of self-evaluation and write down things that are the most important things to us that we want in a mate. And so mm-hmm. what I did was I thought about the things that were most important to me that would be fulfilling to me in a mate, and I put them on a rating scale. I picked five things, and I put them on a rating scale. The five things that were important to me was intellectual com- compatibility from that person, mm-hmm. someone who would stimulate me intellectually, mm-hmm. um, someone whose energy was positive, was similar to my energy, Mm-hmm. Um, someone chemistry. Chemistry was one mm-hmm. of the things. Someone who was who was physically attractive, mm-hmm. um, emotional stability. Mm-hmm. I didn't want someone who was too serious with too much drama or not serious mm-hmm. enough. Um, mm-hmm. And then someone who had what I call, for lack of a better term, worldview. Someone who was outgoing, who was open to experiencing new challenges um, and that kind of thing. And I gave each of those a five, so there was a total of 25 that each person could earn. And so mm-hmm. what I did was I went back <laughs> through the years, and I did mm-hmm. these ratings with men that I had dated mm-hmm. and to see what numbers, how close they would get to the, the 25. Mm-hmm. And what I saw was a trend where most most of the men that I, I dated were less than 50%. You know, they were at tens or nines. And there may have been a few that were... At at fifteen, but and and I have been married and divorced, and I mm-hmm. found it interesting that the person that I was divorced from was only at a ten. So that wow. let me know I had to be much more discerning and aware in my dating process, right? Um, and to move on when that person didn't meet those anchoring characteristics for me, right? But um. So I love, I love, love, love that, your system, um, because really it's, it helps us to see. When you write it down on paper, it helps you to see what it is you truly are wanting in a mate, and, but you have to stick to that. But when did you come with, you know, when did you decide, what was the defining moment in realizing that you had had enough in, in um, just being out there and, and going from this person to that person? Well, I think that for me, you know, the last person that I I dated was so um, opposite of what I would have picked in a man. And so at some point I had to wake up and say, okay, what am I doing that I'm that I'm constantly? I feel like I'm running this off in the road. I'm I'm making these poor decisions, and why am I doing that? And it was it was time for it was a decision that I had to make to try to to figure out how to get this right for me, mm-hmm. because I had to look at what I was doing wrong. Because a lot of times mm. we get caught up in, oh, there's no good men out there, mm-hmm. um, or we we take on this victim this victim stance, like oh, woe is me. Or we're mm-hmm. we're constantly praying for God to bring the right person into our life, but we have to be able to recognize that person. Exactly. And so exactly. it was a, it, again. It was a it was a, a process for me in recognizing that it had to be me. There was right. something that I was something that I was looking at that wasn't necessarily uplifting for me and people. And that last relationship was just the defining moment. And I and I said I have to try to get this right at this point. Get this right for me. Right. Um, and so that's why I came up with the system. Right. And so like, you basically mm-hmm, go ahead. I like to be able. to... <laughs> For me, I like it gave me a chance to really define those things and know what those things were to look for. Okay, well, before I go to Teresa real quick, because I'm just curious to know, how has it been working for you, and when did you start this system? Um, I, I actually started this system, it'll be a year, mm-hmm. um, in June. Okay. And since, so since last June of um, 2011, and um, I dated probably five, half a dozen guys in the last year or so, and mm-hmm. 
each one I was able, based on this, my rating system, I was able to go out, enjoy someone, and really date for a couple of date a couple of times, and every time I would come back and look at what these five things were, mm-hmm. and somewhere in that dating process, whether it was you know the first date, second date, maybe it was date number six, and if that person didn't meet those criteria, then I just moved on. Right. So uh, right now I'm, I'm dating someone um, who is very close to a 25 for me. Um, wow, congratulations. So, you know, and it was a learning process, and I'm, right. I'm happy that I, I did this process. It worked for me. Okay. Okay, and later on in the show, we're going to get you to um, go over again the five, your rating system, the five um, things that helped you, and then uh, people will be able to say, okay, well, maybe I can use those five for myself, that, those, that five for myself, and they may be able to come up with some more things, you know, that they personally want to see. And it may be more than five. It may be ten that they come up with, but that will be their own personal system. So, Teresa, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, Lisa. Good, and and so for you, um, uh, listening to what Terry said, um, what was the defining moment for you um, in uh, realizing that you were sick and tired of being sick and tired um, in the dating game, the relationship thing, looking for quote unquote Mr. Right? Yes. Well, I was. Um, I guess I, my story may be a, a bit different in that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we're always looking at Mr. Wright, so that's where we agree. But I was very fortunate in that um, I always had the quote-unquote nice guy or, or, you know, I always had the things I wanted, which were intellectual compatibility, nice-looking guy, well-dressed, lots of money. So I was fortunate in that I can't say that I didn't have a guy that wasn't a, a great or a good guy um, externally in terms of all the things that I think we as women look for or want. Mm-hmm. However, what was missing is along the lines that uh, Terry said is finding someone who was, I think, emotionally and spiritually compatible with you. Um, okay. And there were people that were even Christians because I think almost all of the guys in my adult career that I dated were Christians. But mm-hmm. it's one thing to be spiritual or claim to do the right thing and then act on it. So right. um, I was able, um, I always had problems with guys in commitment. Um, it was either commitment or it was, um, you know, I would always go the distance. My girlfriends will tell you that I would stay with a guy for four and five years and they would laugh at me and call me the serial monogamous. Um, Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I did not have was, um, you know, that guy that I would see or know and think, oh, this is my next husband. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it I found out, I was always looking on as women, and I think as single women, if there's one thing I'd like to tell your uh, listening audience is that stop looking outside of yourself for that perfect Mm -hmm. man and start focusing inward on your purpose and and I know it sounds corny because you're like, wow, come on now, are you trying to find a man and you're talking about your purpose? Well, what I found is that when I started to do the work on the inside with me and I really cleaned my little self up and I cleaned myself up by just staying prayerful, I was reading, and in particular I read a book that a good friend of mine recommended. It was called, it was by Deepak Chopra, and it was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Yeah. And it was the law of detachment because I realized that sometimes women, we have this tendency to be needy and always looking for a man to complete and to fill yeah. us. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's actually the very opposite of what guys like to see in a woman. The neediness is very unattractive. And right. I didn't realize this was the case until I started to really look at myself and do some self-evaluation. And right. I realized that I'm, I didn't have a life outside of the guy. Because a lot of women, whenever they meet a new guy, whatever it is about the guy that he likes to do, wants to do, we put aside all our hobbies, all our interests, our good mm-hmm. girlfriends. My girlfriends were famous for telling me, what happened to you? Oh, you must got a guy because we don't hear from you then. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I started to have a life outside of myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, outside of my friends, 
that mm-hmm. I started then to draw and to attract the kind of guy that I was really interested in looking for. And essentially for me, um, I was probably good at looking for the exterior. You know, like men, they say men look for the gut looks for this. I was one of those types. And I realized that because I was so busy focusing on you got to make this salary, you got to have this credential, that I was mm-hmm. losing sight of what's really and truly important, important which is a guy who's going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. To be treated. And you know what, Teresa, you know what I'm finding is that most women don't even realize how they should be treated. You know, they they, they will accept and settle for treatment that is completely um, um, opposite of God's love they will settle for exactly. something, um, you know, for the old okie doke or oh, this is just okay, simply because they don't want to be alone. So they continue exactly. in the relationship that they're in, um, and it's not healthy. You know, they get into these yeah. um, relationships, and it's unhealthy, and it's unhealthy for themselves. And I just want to say that especially for um, women, you know, we have to stop pointing the finger at the man. We have to right, stop yeah. pointing the finger and saying it's him, 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 and always complaining and him and then hawing and whining about mm-hmm. what he is doing or what he isn't doing. That right, right. there needs to stop. If you are looking exactly. for a good relationship, you need to look at yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. And once you look at yourself and say, you know what, because a relationship is actually, it's a reflection, it's a mirror reflection. You know, um, if you're always pointing fingers and if you are constantly whining about what he is or isn't doing or what he did or did not do, then you're actually looking at something within you that's broken because if you come whole and healthy, then it's automatically going to make people around you be the same way. Right, and I think one good point for me, Lisa, that was a strengthening point is that I love, you know, you can say you love people, but a lot of times we love people conditionally. We love a guy when he's doing all the things we want him to do, but if he steps outside, and for me, I was, you know, I had a very good loving relationship with my father, and sometimes you can have too good of a relationship to the point where you're a full brat, and that was me. I was the girl... Uh that was just a full brat, and I was sweet as pie until I couldn't get my way. And then I'd turn on you. You know, why don't uh-huh. you give me blah, blah, blah. And that that part of me I could never see because I always had this image, and this is an image, but it really wasn't my true self-image of, oh, she's a nice girl. And I believed the, the, the hype that I was a nice girl. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I started taking real true inventory of myself that I realized that I wasn't attracting the right guys because I wasn't where I personally needed to be. Needed to be, exactly. I wasn't doing the work that I needed to do. Exactly. And you can't tell some people that. They don't think um, that, that it's them. You know, it's, but, and, and, that's yeah. the, and you can tell because they're always in and out of relationships. It's in and out, in and out, in and out. And, it's, and you know, after a while you have to stop and say, wait a minute. What is it that I'm not doing correctly? What is, you know, I have to look at myself First. And you know, and a lot yeah. of women don't know what real true love is. Mm-mm. We don't and, know and the other what thing real love is. I wanted to add, Lisa and Teresa. Then there are times when women have been in relationships in the past, and the relationships, for whatever reason, didn't work out. And then they become they become bitter, and yeah. then they, mm-hmm. that bitterness stays with them, and they become mm-hmm. they, it almost hardens point. their heart. And for yeah. me, and, and I think I said this before, it's about the lesson that you were supposed to learn. Supposed to learn, rather than being bitter and angry at that person, or maybe some people are angry at themselves. But what are you supposed to learn, and how how can you how can you be better? What can you do exactly. different? You know, what exactly. was in that relationship? That person came into your life for a reason. What were you supposed mm-hmm. to learn in it, rather than being bitter mm-hmm. and holding right. on to that bitterness? Because it right. blocks, it blocks, it, it it blocks the energy. The it really energy. does. Right. Go ahead, Teresa. Well, but you know, um, real quick, there um, when you about the bitterness and holding on, and and how people come into our lives 
for reason, a season, or a lifetime. The reason sometimes why people come into our lives is to teach us stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will let's just let's just call them the bills of the world. The bills mm-hmm. of the world come into our lives to teach us something. And if you continue to see the same pattern, if you see Bill over and over again, then you have to stop and ask yourself, okay, what is it that Bill is trying to teach me? There's a lesson in that. <laughs> right. You know right. what I mean? Cause, and, you, right. and you know it, you know that he's not, you know, there's something not right, quite right with Bill. But you right. still hang in there with Bill. You'll go on another date. Oh, well, maybe right. I didn't feel what I was feeling. And no, you know, no, I'm not going to listen to my inner voice because eh, my inner voice don't know what it's talking about. Let's just do it again. Maybe, yeah. So then you go out again. And then your inner voice mm-hmm. is telling you again, um, really, I think you need to back away and to see, see what's see? Right. That, that's it. And it's not that <laughs> Bill, you know, um, Bill is Bill. Bill's going to be Bill. Mm-hmm. But that Bill may not be for you. Right. Learn right. what Bill, the lesson Bill is bringing with him so that you can move on to, let's say, Bob. Right. <laughs> or George. <laughs> or just let's right. take a name out and of the sky. Go ahead. Yeah, and then the other thing about that relating to Bill, like you said, when Bill isn't treating you right, lots of times Bill isn't treating you right because you don't believe in treating yourself right. There you so go. if you don't have good self-esteem, now the one thing I've always had is, and like I said, I know this is because I had a very good dad, but I was very sure and confident of who I was as a woman, and I wasn't about to allow anyone to mistreat me or to abuse me um, because mm-hmm. I had good self-esteem and I knew what that looked like. Exactly. And a lot of women today, just to be in a relationship, they'll take or they'll go for the okey-doke. And really a lot of good men out here, period, know that when they see you. When they yeah. meet a woman, they can assess the level of confidence she has or she doesn't have by the way she carries herself. And so right. that's so important that you, you know, when you're going out on your first date and the guy tells you, well, I really don't have money, to me a man wants to be chivalrous. I think there are a lot of men out here that want to be a good good man to a good woman, but we have to not demand it, but expect it based on how we carry ourselves and the self-esteem we carry around with us. That's right. That's right. Now, I have a caller on the line. I'm going to take this call. Um, I, I can't see who it is, so let's just hope that they have a wonderful question for us, ladies. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and bring this caller okay. on. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, this is Tara. How y'all doing out hey, there? Hey, Tara. How are you? Hey, Good. Hi, Teresa. Hi. Hi. Good to hear from you. I, I don't have a question. <laughs> I have a comment about I want to piggyback on what Teresa was saying, how uh-huh. a lot of these single women out here, we, they settle. They mm-hmm. settle because they right. feel like nobody else. Want, it, it's, a, it's a thing about companionship. Everybody mm-hmm. feels the need for companionship, and they'll do anything they can to try to keep the man. If they got to buy him. If they gotta lie, cheat, steal for them, anything. Well, Even why do you going think against that your is, own Tyra, um, religion, just to keep say that in. again. I'm sorry. Say that again. I wanted to talk about how women settle okay. and why they settle. They settle because they have a need for companionship. Okay. They they feel the need to go against everything that they was taught and everything that they know their common sense. Just so okay. that man won't go away. If they have to, they'll buy a man just right. to hold on to them. Right, And, right, and for what? Right. That man is never going to love you conditionally. He's only going to go after right. what you're giving. That's, and that's exactly right. And that's belittling your own self because you'll never get the 100% out of your relationship if you're in it for the wrong reason. That's right. right. That's right. Teresa, you want to take that one? Yeah, I think that... Um, Part of it is is that you're just fooling yourself if you're doing that. It's like a, a set-up lie that you know is not going to uh, amount to anything. So the key is, is I think Terry made some great points, which is to first figure out the type of guy you want. And you know that you don't want to have to buy your love. You want your love to be natural. And so I know Terry, as a, you know, the uh, psych, uh, a social worker, could probably add and expound more on how to handle those set of issues. Um, I think we talked about, again, um, making sure that, first of all, let me just say, we women, we're, we're social creatures. And I mm-hmm. um, read a book years ago called The Female Brain, 
And the the most um, important thing that stuck out in my mind is um, in our development as teenagers, girls tend to want to congregate and make relationships. Their their most relationships are most important thing. Just as starting out as teenage girls, whereas mm-hmm. boys are mm-hmm. much more competitive, and mm-hmm. their sexual drive is. And so when they're when they're meeting girls, teenage girls, it's not about relationships for them. Right. You know? Right. But mm-hmm. for the girls, it is about relationships. And right. And so, from from an evolutionary standpoint and a natural standpoint. We're built to be nurturers. We're built to be in relationships. Right. And right. for some reason, it's almost like it's going against our nature to not be in some type of relationship. But where we get stuck is is not being in healthy relationships. There you go. And knowing that we we are, we can be fulfilled, first of all, being in relationship with ourselves and taking care of ourselves more because the mm-hmm. more we take care of ourselves, the more we have to give to others. The more fulfilled go. we right. are as a person, the more whole we are as a person, the more we have to give to someone else. And so that's, I think that that brings someone into our life who is equally compatible with us, who we are equally yoked with. Right, right. And being right. equally yoked. And, and Go ahead, go ahead, Teresa. Yeah, in answer to the uh, caller's question, and I know Tara, she's a very good friend of mine, lives in New York, Brooklyn, New York, and one of the things that I noticed, like you mentioned about women who do that, is that you just have to try to wean yourself from not doing it, and it's a process because everybody does want companionship. We all want it. But like Terry said, when you start loving and having a real relationship with yourself. And I find when you start really operating on what God placed you here to do, because that's what helped me. And, like, and you know, I didn't, uh, let's say, give guys money, but I always loved being in a relationship. And I was that woman that when I knew this wasn't the guy I was going to marry, I still would stay in it because I mm-hmm. wanted to be in a relationship. <laughs> right. It you was know? just right. the, the, so it the prestige a, of being in a relationship. Yes, yes, and it yes. wasn't until I said to myself, you know, enough, or, you know, I'm tired of going around a merry-go-round, that's really what, it gets you because it's like another one bites the dust and another one and another one. Right, you know, right. you still keep going around and around, and you say, you know, you know, this is insanity, um, and if I don't get off this merry-go-round, I'll be going around again. So that was the time when I, I can remember just saying, uh-uh, I'm not going to be in a relationship anymore until I figure out what i got to get myself together. And I ended up getting engaged to a guy, and I, at that point, was not looking for a relationship. So oh, right. I was just working on myself, working on my career, um, cultivating my female relationships with my girlfriends, hanging out, really rediscovering Teresa and what I like to do and what I want to do. And it wasn't until this rediscovery process occurred that that man, that Prince Charming for me, showed showed up. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. And, you know, um, this is good because for my younger listeners out there, um, all of my my young college students, you know, um, that have – been sending me messages in my um, Facebook inbox, you know, and, and and not just the younger ones, but the older ones too. What we what we need to understand, so, you know, you got to get down to the basics, okay? The right. basics of who we are first, okay? And this is right. just for this is for women and for men, anyone who's listening. The basic of who we are, because a lot of times what we fail to do is to to bring God into our lives. Okay, you try to operate without God, without the higher power, and then, you know, that, you know, doesn't work out too well, and we don't understand what, you know, what's going on with us, what's wrong with me, why am I continually, continuously, you know, in and out of bad relationships, why do I feel like I need a man to complete me, to fulfill me, and even though you have this man, he's not doing any of those things, but you stay in it because you feel like if you don't, then I'm not worthy, I'm not, you know, um, I'm alone and I don't want to be alone. I'd rather be in a bad relationship than be by myself. Well, the, ba- the, the fact of the matter is we come from something that is greater than ourselves. Yeah. We come from a place of love. 
God is yeah. love personified. So therefore, and we are spiritual, and I've got to get back there, I've got to get down into the spirituality of this. We are spiritual beings, and you hear me say this over and over and over again until it resonates with your spirit. We are spiritual beings living a human experience, not the other way around, not human beings living a spiritual experience. We come from a greater place, a realm of complete, unconditional love. So therefore, if your spirit is coming from a place of love and you are a spiritual being, then it goes to show that you will want love. That is our nature. That is who we are. We crave it. Why? Because that's where we come from. So, yes, it stands to reason that, sure, we want to be in a relationship, but we want to be in a loving relationship. So in right. order to you, be in a loving relationship, you have got to realize and recognize who you are. And once you discover and realize that where who you are and whose you are, where you came from, and that how God loves you unconditionally, that unconditional love, then and only then will you start to attract that same type of love to you. And in these relationships with these men, you know, you are the men are, are the men that are in your lives right now, or the ones you continue to attract to you, is because this is the vibe, the energy that you're putting out there. You are emitting this. You are, you, you know, you're 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 giving out, you know, in fear. You know, you're you're walking in fear because you don't know who you truly are in God. So if you continue on that path, if you continue to uh, look outside of yourself, which is the ego part of us, and ego, again, E-G-O, is easing God out. If you continue to ease God out and you're looking from the outside in, you're, gonna, you're not going to get what you want to truly fulfill you each and every time. But if you take the necessary time, I don't care if it takes you a year or two years, take whatever time you need to look inside of yourself. Get to know the God in you so that you can attract to you the very thing that you want, and that is unconditional. Somebody to love you unconditionally. And then you will know what, 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 um, what love with, with that person, if he's coming to you and he's not bringing it correctly, you're going to automatically know. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to be like, ah, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Mm, nah, that ain't it. And you don't have to waste your time, you know, being with someone that's not going to fulfill and make you happy. You don't have to waste your time. Just move on. So we right. have another and call. A lot of take us, this, go ahead. Well, I was okay. going to take this call a lot real of quick. Us, I, okay, okay, go ahead, Teresa. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, yeah, a lot of us, like we all want love. That's the nature of a woman, I think, most women, is that we want to be in loving relationships. And that intention and the desire is the natural intention and desire. Yes, it but is. But the goal... The goal for us needs to be not being so pressed about it, too, because that's yeah. the other thing is that you can be desperate, so pressed. Desperate. And I know I'm desperate, and I've been there where and you're I've been so there desperate too. to be in a relationship that you just going to take it and deal with a lot of stuff just to say you're in a relationship, but it's not healthy to do that. No. Right. Mm-mm. I'm going to take like this I call. Said, we was, have another caller okay. on the line that's, been, okay. that, that's been okay. waiting, so... Let's okay. see who this is. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello. I have to agree with you both. I came out of um, a long-term marriage, and I took two years um, to really try to find myself through yoga, exercise, um, finding myself mind, body, and soul. And even then, though, um, when I started to look into getting into a relationship, I took someone who had the same characteristics mm. of my ex-husband. Um, but the fact that I was able to identify what I was doing wrong allowed me to put the brakes on that very early um, because I had a sense of 
who I am, but, you know, it's still a work in progress, very much It so. is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, but yeah. don't you agree that it is a work in progress, but it's a necessary work in progress? You oh, know, that's absolutely. The most, yeah, that's the most important thing that you can do for yourself is to find out who you really are. Just take that time. Right. You have you know, to and again, absolutely mm-hmm. love yourself. You you really have to, and if you don't, how can you really love anybody else? You know, and this is another thing, too. We as women, of course, we're nurturers. We've already established that. We are natural nurturers. So, therefore, when we see a dude that, you know, he needs to be fixed, and then for some reason we hop on that, it's like, oh, well, I can fix him. Right. No, you can't. No, you can't. you got to fix yourself. And if he needs to be fixed, then he needs to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> Let them do the fixing. Let them pay to get fixed. That's not your job. Right. And what happens with women, independent women, because I, I, on one hand, I'm very independent, but on on the other hand, I, too, like to have a strong, independent man. Um, But you feel, because you're independent, you know, you've gone through school, you've lived away from home from a very young age, and you feel as if you don't need anyone to challenge your independence, but you have to be careful because you might do the opposite. You might then, in turn, pick someone who is dependent. Um, and, and that's what I did. I, I, with, with my first marriage, I picked the one person who needed me the most, which was mm-hmm. a huge mistake. I should have mm-hmm. picked someone who was a partner. Um, and I went into marriage thinking I could fix him um, mm-hmm. because it made me feel powerful. Thinking right. I could fix this person. So that I had to realize that that was my ego, thinking that I could go in and change someone because you can't. Right. Exactly. Oh, well, let me answer right. you. So at, at what point when you were dating this other guy, did you realize about the similar characteristics that he had that your ex-husband had? What was that process I, like for you? I am embarrassed to say right away um, <laughs> that I ignored the first few signs. Mm-hmm. Um, because Don't, I be could not... Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Because it happens. Um, I... I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> on one hand, it was very familiar because you mm-hmm. get into patterns that are comfortable mm. because they're familiar, um, right. even though they aren't really comfortable. Um, and because it, they were, it was a familiar way of dealing with me, um, I recognized it right away, and I thought, well, hmm, maybe this is my imagination. But within a couple of weeks, I knew that this person was someone who shared the same characteristics of my ex, who I consciously, consciously was choosing him because of that, but because I had evolved myself, I walked away and said, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in, in being in a nurturing type of mother relationship. I want to be in a nurturing type of partner relationship where we partner each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that's, that's a hard thing to do. I have, you know, it, it sounds easy, but you have to, you have mm-hmm. to be honest with yourself. You have to look at your own flaws. You have to look at how you you like, and you have to step outside your own ego, and, yeah. and realize that you you we all have a we tend to um, make mistakes and, and patterns until we mm-hmm. stop ourselves. Exactly. Right, exactly. and I think right. that women out there, there are a number of women who I call the fixer uppers or the helpers because, like you said, Lisa, we're naturally nurturers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see someone with these huge flaws and you just keep thinking, well, mm. I'm going to fix them up. And then, then you get locked into this mental game where you think, I'm going to fix them up. And then once he does get a little bit better than he was when you met him, then you don't want to let him go because you think, I put all this work into him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it then becomes a, a, a crazy cycle of insanity where you're right. just holding on to someone who you know is not for you, but you don't want to let him go because you, you – you know, women always say this, oh, girl, you let him go when, you know, after you've been in there and put your time in and now somebody else is going to swoop him up and, and marry him or whatever. And so we've got to get out of those kind of, like you said, negative behaviors um, yeah. uh, and allow ourselves to move forward. Yeah, right. yes, exactly. And you shouldn't be holding on to anyone to let them go. You know, they have to be there because they want to be there, not because you're holding on to them. Exactly. Yeah, we're holding them up. Yeah. Or yeah. holding them up, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 when we say when you say holding them up, it's not you know it's it's completely one thing to uh, support, you know, to support right. someone, but 
to continue to coddle and, you know, because men, you know, they, they love their egos to be stroked, okay? And, um, you know, it comes a time when it's like, okay, well, it's an, equal, it's an equal thing here. It's an equal partnership in that because we, too, need to be told that we're beautiful and that, you know, um, we're fabulous and we're gorgeous and we're, ta- you know, all of those things. So it's like if your man is not doing that for you, then you need to, you know, uh, reevaluate that thing. <laughs> I have another caller. Um, thank you, caller, for your for that. You. That was very insightful. Thank you so much. Um, I, I want to bring um, Tyra. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay. So, so did that answer your question for you, um, or did you want to add something else? Well, I just wanted to add something else. How a lot of the single ladies out there in the world, all my sisters, sometimes we we suffer from that Cinderella complex, thinking that. We're all going to live happily ever after, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen that way. Especially, like I said, if you're going into the relationship, you know, like trying to just settling. Mm-hmm. When you when you settle, you're not getting what God has for you. That's right. And don't you find too that when you do that, aren't you still hurting on the inside? But you're doing it secretly now because you're not saying anything, but you're hurting because you're not being completely fulfilled. And a lot of a lot of women don't know that when they're taking care of a man, they're really enabling them. They there have this go. thing where they have they have this thing in their head like, if I keep taking care of him, he'll stay. If I make mm-hmm. him a better man, he'll stay. But sometimes they'll use you as a stepping stool. When they get what they want and need to get what they need, they leave. They leave, right? Right. Well, he wasn't really meant for you in the first place. There you go. So then what you need to do, going back to what we were stating um, initially, is that it gets back to the very beginning, which is self-love. That's um, right. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you love yourself as fiercely as you love that man, <laughs> and even more so, you're not going to let anybody hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because now mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, if you, if and, and your children. I mean, um, you know, for those, who, for those of us who have children, Okay, we love our children fiercely. We're not going to let any harm come to the baby, all right? And Mm -hmm. so if we protect them with, you know, and love them like that, then why aren't we doing the same thing for ourselves? Mm -hmm. What the problem is? I just Mm -hmm. want to add, and Lisa, we've had these conversations, and I know, Teresa, you feel the same way. Because I I, I, I feel like, I feel this kind of... um, energy where we're coming from a place of lack but mm. we and Lisa you and I've had this conversation about the alpha females mm-hmm. and the alpha males mm-hmm. we have to believe in the 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 power that our creator has put into us and know that power and tap into that because we don't have to be out there waiting for these guys to choose us we need to be the choosers we're alpha females, and we want alpha. We want alpha man, men. You, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rather than that's a good point. Um, someone yeah. that I have to fix. If and and the other thing is, if we go into it with that mindset, then that's what we're going to draw to us. Right. If you come from a, a power, then that's that that same energy is going to come back to you. Right. That's right. And we deserve the best. If, if a person, if we as women, women deserve, believe and know that we deserve the best, then we're not gonna we're not gonna settle for or even get into a relationship with someone who's gonna drain us, who wants to be taken care of, because then That's we're right. coming from a place of lack. I I believe. Right. And then you have to. And then that's another thing. See, that's where you. That's where it comes into really. You know, learning and studying and and knowing who you are. Um, And and what I would encourage women to do, because like Teresa and I, um, we read all the time. I mean, we're reading sometimes two and three books, you know, at a time. And these books have, you know, enlightened us, empowered us. And, you know, it, it helps even for myself. I mean, I daily, you know, I meditate. I have to uh, get to a place where I am focused on, you know, the spirit, you know, the spirit, not myself, but you know, take myself, take take myself out of the world for a minute. 
you know, turn my phone off, turn the television off, no computer, no Facebook, no nothing, and just get into the spirit and praying and seeking answers from God. And some of these books um, that we've read, one of them that Teresa was just mentioning is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Um, It's an awesome book. And it goes into detail about your spiritual self, about your walk, and it gives you really um, a, um, great insight. And I want to encourage everybody that's listening to get that book. And also other books that we've read um, throughout, um, throughout my journey, if you go to my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, and click on the book recommendations link, I have listed um, several books that will really help to empower you in your in your life and on your journey. And in, in every single book, there's a common denominator. It starts with self. You've got to stop looking outside for validation. You don't need a man to validate you. You don't need anybody to validate you but yourself. So I would encourage everybody to start off with the seven, the seven spiritual laws of success, Go on my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, click on the book recommendations link, and just go through there and pick any one of them. There's, and each book on there will right. help you. Right. And, Lisa, I just want to add, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. That book is also very helpful because a lot of the things that women do, thinking they're being helpful to their mates, are really turnoffs for men. So I would highly yeah. recommend that book as well. Yeah, that's true. Now we have another caller on. Um, we're going to take and let's see who this is. Hello, caller, you're on the air. How are you hello? doing? This is. Hello. Yes. Hi. How are hello? you? We got a man on the phone. Woo-hoo. Hi. Hey. Yes, you do. And who are we speaking you with? Can call, you can call me D. <laughs> okay, D. How are you? And what is your question? I'm. I'm fine. Well, I was listening. Uh, a friend of mine uh, just recently told me about your show, and I was listening in earlier, and I just caught uh, a part of it, and Mm -hmm. they convinced me to call in, and one of the things I heard you say, and this is just a question at this point, one of the things I heard you say is that in order for you to truly, and it was from a male and I guess a female perspective, in order for you to truly find your soulmate, you have to first believe in God, and then in saying that, you have to be a spiritual person before you actually truly find love. Is, is that what I hear you saying? Because um, if, if but, you are, and you're saying if you are, then what you're saying is that anybody that's not a truly spiritual person, you're just you're just out there on your own, basically. Well, what I'm saying is that when you look within and whether you believe or not, if you, you can believe in God or you, you don't have to believe in God, but when you look within and you look into your spiritual the spiritual the spiritual side of yourself, then you will find that true love for you first. And when you find that then it will be a lot easier, and you don't even have to look. You, it's not like, okay, I'm looking into myself, and now I'm going to go out here. And I'm, no, the whole thing is to allow it to happen. It will flow naturally because that's the natural order of the law, the laws that, that were set up for all of us, not just some of us, but everybody. Uh, okay, and I, I kind of agree with that because I thought you were going into spirituality, spirituality, in it on its own, but you're saying a person has to find out who they are, yes. who, who they are inside, and once right. you find, and when out you who find you are, yes, and you when you find that attract, out, you're going to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can attract the people that you like. Exactly. It's still a. It's still, in my opinion, it mm-hmm. still would be a uh, trial and error type situation because you don't know. Uh, going into a relationship from day one, you don't really know what that person's like, and that person may not uh, reveal themselves until you're a year down the road and he's not or she's not what you thought they would be, but then you're hooked. Okay, but you know what? If you are complete, now this is where trust comes in. 
When, and when I say trust, I'm, I'm talking about trusting that inner self that is greater than ourselves, our, our inner spirit. If you are trusting that, then I guarantee you what will happen is it's going to reveal to you something that's not good for you or something that, you know, um, somewhere along the line, warning bells are going to go off. Little alert signs are going to go off. And what will happen, and it could go off in the first date, it could go off in the 10th date, it could go off in the 20th, but it will go off. And the thing is, we need to pay attention when it does, because we'll, we'll ignore it. So the signs, right. the warning signs are always there. We just don't pay attention to them. Right. And, it, and if you fail to pick up on the right. warning I, signs, then you, you find yourself in a uh, relationship that you're yep. trying to get out of. I exactly. Myself, I've, been married, I've been married for 40 years. Okay. And, oh, congratulations. Uh, well, I thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've seen at times what I thought were warning signs, but worked through it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because in order to in order to get to a forty year relationship, you have to be willing to change to some degree. You have to be mm-hmm. willing to accept the other person, not basically for who they are right then, but who who they are internally, who they found themselves to be. So you right. have to be uh, uh, in a position to be willing to accept some things that you really don't agree with if you if you think this person is, is for you after you've been in that relationship for X amount of years. Well, you're absolutely right, and that's when we have to make the choice, the conscious choice to do that. Um, we have to make the conscious decision that, okay, I, this is what I want, and I'm going to work at making this better. And, and both parties, that has to be, you know, with both parties, not just the one, but both of them have to agree to that. Don't you agree? Right. And I, yeah. And I think the caller is making a good point in the sense that with both, you when you meet that love of your life, you have that feeling of knowing where you totally feel this is truly the love of my life, no question. Mm-hmm. And you know when this person is compatible to you. And I, I do want to caution because sometimes we can be in, I'm talking about when we're talking about abuse, we're talking about abusive relationships, but there are times when they're, like you said, if it's not an abusive relationship but you just have little differences here and there, you're right caller to work through them. But that's what you call a long-lasting commitment because to you, you know, and I think all of us have this sense of, is, is this person the one? There is a, mm-hmm. almost an internal sense of that we know I may have stumbled on the one. And as long as the one right. is not abusive or mistreating us, yes, you're right. We do need to work. Right. We do have to work through that to make for a loving relation. you know, a uh, right. um a long the longevity of a relationship. Yes, because right. and, I'm and coming I'm, up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead, Carla. I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here to some degree because when you had uh, spoken before about the warning signs, mm-hmm. let's say a person sees or runs across a warning sign, a red flag, and they mm-hmm. say, "Oh, that's not the one for me." They say, "Okay, let me cut it off right here." But if they in that relationship and work through that red flag, quote unquote, then they still may find the person for them because everything that that initially appears that appears to be a red flag may be pink or maybe yellow. Right. With certain modifications. Right. 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 And and you made a you made a great point. Um, and you're absolutely correct. But see, the thing is. You know, it could be a pink flag, but you only you will know how that um, that that flag that was raised just then. How did that make you feel? And see, for me, right. you know, I believe in you know communication is key in any relationship. If if a flag is going up, then you know talk about it. Say, well, you know, um, babe, you, you did such and such, and you know, I didn't really particularly care for or whatever. Talk about it, and then you know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it becomes a two-on-two thing instead of just a one-on-one thing. And then if another sign, if, if he does it again and he continues to do it, which he's ignoring your feelings, then, you know, you have some self-evaluation to do. Right. And I, I think, agree. Lisa, just to, piggy, 
piggyback for on this point with the caller is that I always do this litmus test of saying, how does this person make me feel overall? Now, if overall I'm crying, I'm complaining, I'm always every other day not happy with this person or feeling mm-hmm. not good about who I am, then that's, that's what I would call a strong warning sign. You know, right. in general, if this person makes me happy, you know, I don't know if we call it 70 or 75% of the time, that's that's something that you can work with. But for women out there who know that this person really doesn't make me feel good, I don't, I, I'm, I'm right. with them. As, as Tara pointed out, there were some, some women who are with men or buying relationship, but they don't feel good in general about themselves or it's an, always a, a, a negative re, uh, interaction. And those are pause signs. Right. Right. Warning signs, I think. Right. And caller, I'm I'm gonna have to, you know, um end it here, but I really, really appreciated your insight yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for calling in. That was great. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No problem. You will get a call from me again. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yes, I mean that you know, it is so vital, you know, when we did the relationship show last week, you know, we talked about the very things that um our caller, you know, brought up. But the thing is you have to really know again, it's getting back to knowing yourself. And and yeah. knowing yourself means you know what you're going to put up with and what you're not, what you're going to tolerate. Because I'm coming up on for example, I'm coming up on a twenty seven year uh, marriage. And wow. you know it, it's uh, it's challenging to be in a relationship that long, you know, because now you're right. Everything that person does, even everything I do, it's not going to be always agreeable. So now you have choices to make. It's like, okay, am I going to stay and work through this, or am I going to say just throw the whole thing away and say, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So I just want to really um, thank the callers, everyone who called in. I have, I'm looking at the board, and I have so, you know, quite a few callers on here, but there's just not enough time. Um, so hopefully, you know, you will, you know, tune in next week uh, for what we have going on, and then call in at that time. Um, but ladies, real quick, in, in 30 seconds or less, do you have anything else that you want to share um, with well, our listening well, audience? Yes, and. Yes, uh, with the listening audience, I think the gentleman who just called in made a great point is that you'll know inwardly when there, when you've got something that you can work with. And like he said, you don't just want to throw someone out initially. But the key is, is how does that person make you feel on a daily basis? Exactly. And are you able to move forward in your purpose with that person? Because that's critical as well. Are they supportive of your goals, your lifestyle, of you? And so I think that that's the important keys. And as, as always, starting with God and sticking with him makes a huge difference in your relationships and the longevity of them. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, Terry, is there anything you want to say quickly? I just wanted I just wanted to say that whether whether people want to say they're spiritual or not, you we all have this inner knowing, this kind of wise mind and we 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 know when we feel good, we know when someone lifts us up and trust that. And exactly. stay with that. Exactly. You are exactly right. Um so at this point, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us this evening. Um, a shout-out to my – I have to shout-out to my Facebook family um, who has tuned into the show. And for my new listeners, you can also like our Facebook page at A Date with Destiny. Um, so just go on there and like it. And then thank you, Terry and Teresa, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight with us once again. For, your knowledge, for knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. And for, um, for my listening audience, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title and help our ratings to soar to number one. I would really uh, appreciate that. Also, stop by my website again, yourdestinyawaits.net, and leave me a message on what you thought about our show and click on that book recommendations list. Um, there are a lot of great books there um, that I know that will empower and enlighten you. Please tune in next week. Monday, May 14th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. The topic for that show will be how God specializes in dreams. If you have a dream for your life, learn how you can help that dream to manifest itself. Until we meet again, 
Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.